morning. Good afternoon. Good, good evening. evening. Good night. My name is John. My name is Arvin. And this is Behind the Scenes. Of our best day. Season. Four. Woo! Man, man, it's been a good season. It I've really has. It. I've enjoyed every episode. I have too. Yeah. I actually didn't like some of our past ones. This is the first season. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> first season I've enjoyed. No, yes. I'm kidding. It's always a pleasure. It is. It's a real privilege to get and, to do and this. And so we're recording this right now in September of 2022. That's right. And I know that some of you guys who will be listening to this in 2057. Right. Whenever we have flying cars. Yeah. And me and Arvin are billionaires. Right. And we're giving back to the community. That's right. By we building. sell our beanie babies. Yes. Okay. So this is what I was going to start with. Okay. So first off, welcome to the podcast. If you've never heard of us, it's okay. No one else has. But um, we do this podcast. We work at an entity called Victory Christian Center here That's in right. Tulsa, Oklahoma. That's right. There is five entities, a camp, a school, a college, a dream center, um, and then our main local church along with some other uh, uh, campuses. Yeah. And we work in the creative department. Arvin works with live production mm -hmm. and events. Mm -hmm. We also write the scripts for our Christmas and Easter sure productions do. and we our fall it. films. Right now, I'm actually physically holding yeah. a our first draft of um, Christmas 2022. That's right. Do you want to release the title? No. Okay, good. But I will say, it's. It, I am more excited about this one than I've ever been. Yeah, it's ever before. This is a fun, unique Christmas. They're all yeah, great. They but are. This is a, a word in season for those for Christian sure. Folks. And yeah. we get to serve our pastors, Pastor Paul and Ashley. Yeah, we absolutely love them. We want to give them a shout out. One, yeah. two, three. Shout, shout out. out. Thanks for listening, Pastor yes, Paul. Yes, thank you. <laughs> yeah, Pastor Paul is our only listener and subscriber. <laughs> Every week, he yeah, he's like, feedback. honestly, I love you guys. Yeah. yeah so yeah. okay. Now that we've done our formals, yeah. whenever I was in fifth grade, I was telling Arvin, yeah. I had a teacher. Okay, first off, let's just go. Let's do all of the rabbit trails. We love rabbits love here I on love Behind it. the Scenes of Our Best Days. I walked in, and one of our producers, Caleb Taranzo, and Arvin were watching Bible, Bible Man. Man. Now, listen, if you do not know what Bible Man is, YouTube, YouTube it. Nostalgia. It will blow your mind. Yeah. It was a superhero yeah. that was named Bible Man, yeah. and he would battle against enemies like the Fibbler. Right. I'm going to spell that out, F-I-B-B-L-E-R, like yeah. as in the he liar, fits. but like yeah. the Riddler, and it was so, <laughs> so much Batman like, <laughs> it's very Batman and Riddler, but like the budget was $2.35. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Um, <laughs> Everyone but, pitched in. No, literally people were looking underneath their couch and they're like, we need to find change to make this. They're like we could go to the dollar menu That's or right. we could make a Bible man episode. And they made do they um, anyways, episode, yeah. but here's the thing is that it impacted so many kids. My first video ever. What, what year was that? I was six or seven and it must have come out before then. But I remember walking into Mardell. And Mardell my, is a Christian bookstore here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yeah. And my dad bought it for me. And I watched and I bought every one of them. I had Yeah, them. and there was like Christian media back then uh -huh. that was so it it impacted and shaped our lives. And then yeah. at the same time when you became of age and you yeah. were like thirteen or fourteen, you were like, Yeah, some of this is kind of corny. Sure. Um Yeah, but, it's like family. Like you love it, but uh, also like it's not it doesn't have to be, you know. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. It doesn't have to be like perfect. Bottom line is, yeah, it was awesome. And then sure. I told them, I go, I actually saw Bible Man at a concert. And the concert Incredible. was Carmen. 
<laughs> it, it, which is another person yeah. that if I say, yeah, if you guys have never heard of him, again, yeah. Google Carmine Carmen, the Christian singer. Yeah. He was the Christian Michael Jackson. His music videos Incredible. were six to eight minutes long yeah. or five minutes long, and they yeah. were stories like Michael Jackson. Yeah, yeah. And they were Little highly movies. produced. Yeah. And, and and he would sing like this and talk like this in Jesus of today. <laughs> I'm going to dip your ties and blow your queen away. Yeah. <laughs> but he would sing talk. So yeah. he never really sung. No. But it was like, yeah. I think everyone was fooled to being like, he's a singer, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he would drop albums and he did rap yeah and he would dance and people were like yeah. and he never aged like people were like no. he's either 55 or 25 <laughs> he made a movie called the champion Do yeah where that? he was a boxer because he, he got really into working out for sure and and he was like kind of wanting to it's Amazing. hard to become a sexy icon of right. christians in the christian, world. in the christian world like plus one remember plus one yeah plus, that was a tough that was a boy hard band, pill to swallow christian boy band yeah but here's the thing if i met plus one today yeah. i would still geek out same because i'm like oh my goodness i yeah. loved you yeah yeah and and y'all were great yeah and you guys did dances and people thought you were like you know these really cool hot dudes that were doing right. pop music and cool dances That's but right. then at the same time you're also for singing Christ. about god and yeah. so it's weird because then people's emotions get yeah people are like i don't know how to feel right now <laughs> that's what it was anyway long story short i yeah. told them I had this teacher that took me to a Carmen concert. That's right. I'm going to repeat that again. <laughs> I had a teacher, a fifth grade teacher, who really just was like... You and other kids, right? Oh, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Sorry. I should just clarify, to clarify that. It was a totally appropriate environment. Yes. She would take me, my brother, and another guy, and yeah. she took us to DC Talk concert, Incredible. Jesus Freak. Yeah. She took us to Carmen, yeah. and I and I saw Bible Man, and then I went down this rabbit trail. This this has a point. Yeah. I went down this rabbit trail, and I go, you know what? This teacher also took me and my brother beanie baby hunting on the weekends. I'm going to say that again. If you don't know it, this is a lot of Google references yeah. right now, but a beanie baby was a stuffed animal literally filled with beans That's or right. beads or yeah. something like that. Yeah. And they had names and little, and they had this little tie. Uh -huh. it, it said tie and it was a red heart paper tag their on name. their ear yeah. with their name. Oh, and people were collecting them. Right. There was stories about in, in, in a divorce, yeah. um, husbands and wives would fight over, over who would get yeah. the beanie babies because people thought, Beanie Babies are going to sell for millions and millions of dollars. Incredible. So as a fifth grader, Incredible. I knew I was going to be a Beanie Baby billionaire balling on a budget. <laughs> just the big baller brand. You're just... I'm like, I'm a Beanie Baby billionaire balling on a budget. Um, <laughs> buying up McDonald's and get all the chicken nuggets. But <laughs> honestly, I'm spitting bars right now. I hope you guys... I get signed. This podcast shouldn't be free. We should yes. start charging. We should start charging Beanie Babies. <laughs> so, yeah, it just went such down a weird rabbit trail because they go, first off, your teacher took you. Yeah, that your, was my Your first teacher question. was taking you to garage sales yeah. and to random hole-in-the-wall yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. places on the weekends. Yeah. And secondly, you collected Beanie Babies? And I was like, yeah. yes, totally. <laughs> 13 to 14 boxes of them, yeah. some in packages. Did you and sell I would, them? No. What did you do with them? I would look at them. Okay. But then, like, where are they now, you think? I don't know. I don't know. Someone has my Beanie Babies. Yeah. This is a mystery. Yeah. 
we turn our podcast into like a, a mystery podcast. Oh yeah, like only murders in the building yeah, from yeah. Hulu. We hunt, we hunt it we, down. We hunt it down, and That's we funny. ask people to help us find out who stole my. There is. It would not surprise me if Elon Musk wasn't always a billionaire, but he took my beanie babies. That's how he did it. And he As he, he goes them. to space on a Tuesday. Yeah, and his They're all in Mars. Musk, yes, <laughs> it's in the car. He put okay, sorry. Wow. Back to reality. If you've ever wondered what we're like in person, in private, this is exactly it. Yes. So about this podcast, <laughs> a good segue from Beanie Babies that ended up not costing a whole lot. Yeah. Arvin, what's a good segue sentence? We talked about. <laughs> no, I think that was precious. I here's the thing that pierces my mind right now as we're talking about this those intentions were so sincere from that teacher from the people who made bible man i in a weird way i am indebted to them to willie ames forever willie ames is the guy who plays bible man produced uh bible man because i'm like i would never we were joking about remaking it shot for shot with caleb taranzo earlier like what if we remade bible man um but i am indebted to those people because thousand percent. here we are somehow I, i'm 29 oh yeah like i was yeah. not going to i totally interrupted no, you no i love it but i am not going to pretend that what we do today with scripts and productions sure we're going to be bible man in 20 years i hope so that would mean that society in the christian world has progressed if in yeah. 20 years our stuff is still completely relevant then it's like there was no progress in that time <laughs> <laughs> you know no but like i i like what you said like yeah. even as i got older I thought, and I, <laughs> in an odd way, this is a whole nother podcast. I got Carmen's number later on in life. Incredible. And he called me. Incredible. And I talked to him between a 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. service up in section C wow. during like worship. Yeah. He was calling me and I was talking to him and it was right before he passed away. Oh my gosh. Isn't that crazy? That's actually very beautiful and touching. Yeah. You talked to him before he passed. Yes, wow. I did. It was it was a now it was a it was a year before he okay. passed. That's still but it was soon. still I, I and I and I got to tell him um he didn't ask me what I did, but sure. I got to tell him I got to be like yeah. every music video that you put, you know, all of your effort into, yeah, it revolutionized my mind about the Bible. Right. About that people love stories. People love to be yeah. um I don't want to just say entertained, but people love to experience the Bible story Mm -hmm. in a palpable way. And sometimes it's through a Western. Sometimes it's through a rap. Sometimes it's through a dance music video that tells a wild story about him visiting a witch. I remember that music video. And anyways, but all of that to say is that I, I think that some of us don't know what God is doing right now with what we are doing. That's right. Like, it's so cool to, yeah. like, who knows? Fast forward 10 years from now. Yeah. And what those of you who are watching and listening right now, you could be in the middle of doing something that God's like, my purpose for this is probably greater than you'll ever think or for know. sure, yeah. Anyways, so everything oh, that it. you're, so just knowing that that's where that scripture comes in and, like, yeah. whatever you do, do it unto the Lord. Yeah. So let's yeah. jump. Okay, so this is what we were talking about this morning. Yes, absolutely. And this is what we wanted to talk about let's was um, the weight of talent. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna say so. The weight of talent, right? And um, and also, I uh, 
and I'm not saying I'm talented in this, but this this alluded to the question. There was a half marathon that Victory put on yeah. called the Race for Victory. Yeah. I had trained for it for 10 weeks. Man. I wanted to do it really bad. The week before, I hurt my calf really bad. Yeah. And this PT person that I went to, they go, I advise that you don't run in it. Yeah. I'm like, I've ran in it the last two years. I've trained for 10 weeks. Yeah. I'm going to do it. I, I got KT tape and all these different types of um, sure. bandages and braces. And I started... And I've been in this whole thing with our department about write down your goals, yeah. write down your affirmations, write down um, uh, what you're, the 10 things you're grateful for. Mm -hmm. And in the race, my legs started hurting so bad. And right. I was like, I'm going to go to it. I'm going to go to my goals and my affirmations and my, yeah. and my gratitude. I'm going to finish this 13.1 miles. Yeah. After mile three, I had to call an Uber. I was in so much pain. Ooh. And I think what hurt worse was that I didn't accomplish what I set out to achieve. Hmm. And I was so upset. And I saw it affect the rest of my weekend. Yeah. And I don't know if you guys are like this, but if you feel bad about yourself, you subconsciously take it out on other people. Oh, yeah. Like, if you ever know someone that has snapped on you, it's right. because they probably are not happy with themselves. Yeah. And you're kind of like, whoa, where did that come from? Right. Right after this race, my son had a flag football game and I snapped on my son from the sideline like yeah. a crazy yeah. person to where people like whiplashed and looked at me like this yeah. guy's a bad dad. Oh, boy. And I had to pull my son aside, who's only seven. I know I'm a piece of crap, but oh, come on. I, but human. I, but, right. But I had to go, dad is not happy with himself. I told my son, Man. I was like, I'm sad that I did not achieve something. Wow. And so I am trying to live this thing through you. Jude, you wow. don't have to win this game. You don't have wow. to score a touchdown. That's you a don't have to deal. do anything. That's a big I'm just deal. letting you know, please forgive me. That's humility. I should not have shouted at you. Yeah. I'm not saying this to get like a pat on the back. No, sure. But I'm I just pointing am it like, out because it's important. Yeah. I, yeah. But I'm just like, I'm so sorry. I, yeah. please forgive me. I want you to have fun. Yeah. And then, you know, but I was like, oh my goodness, I started seeing everything through the lens of as a failure mm. because I didn't run in this race. Right. I'm not saying it's silly, but you know, sure. and so I began to think about, oh, it was because my identity was not separated mm -hmm. from my goals yeah. or my talent. That's right. I'm not saying I'm talented at running. I'm actually not. But I'm saying how many of us, those of you who work in an organization or a church, you can, you don't know the difference between you, mm -hmm. your goals, yeah. and your talent. Yeah. And one thing, Arvin, so I, I came in on Monday in, uh, singing the blues, and I told Arvin, and Arvin actually said these words. He said, you should sit next to your gift, not underneath it. Yeah. And he was like, your identity and performance have to be separate. Right. And I think that there are a lot of people within the creative world, behind the scenes or whatever, and they're graphic designers, they're mm -hmm. video people, sure. they, they're, uh, they're entrepreneurs, yeah. they're pastors, and, and, and they, love, uh, they love their craft. And some of them are extremely gifted. Yeah. And, but yet, they still aren't happy mm -hmm. even when they do something truly great mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and they and you and and they'll accomplish something great or they won't accomplish something great that they have been setting goals to right. and they go home depressed yeah because they've not separated their identity right. from their goals yeah so one thing arvin that you said is you said there are some brilliant incredible pastors that are they have a 250 member church right 
and they've been there for four years mm -hmm. and they're beating their head against a brick wall as to why they're not at 300 100 sure. members sure and then there are people um who are in the same boat mm -hmm. but maybe at another level sure you know what I absolutely. mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. And so anyways, what we kind of taught, what we wanted to break down today in this behind the scenes podcast mm -hmm. was the weight of talent mm -hmm. and, and the things that you were, that sure. I wanted you to share. On. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it comes down to, um, we ended up asking this question, like whatever you're experiencing as you attempt to serve God faith faithfully, like, is this what you would want to replicate for your kids? Would you want your kids to feel the same pressure, the same stuff? And I just feel that from my own experience, and I can say it somewhat confidently, that the American church is probably not susceptible to drugs and alcohol as much as they are to performance addiction and the rewards of being uh, performing well. The problem with that is God, that limits how much God can empower you with talent because it'll crush you. And so it's a mm. matter of the design that God intends for how a person operates which is it says in second corinthians one he says he has identified you as his own he's commissioned you as his own and identified you as his own by putting his holy spirit in your heart as the first installment of everything he'll give you so those two words mean two separate things to be identified by something and to be commissioned for something two separate entities wow that's and so if good. you if you combine them into one then you're going to mistake the day-to-day -day results of your commissioned work for God as God's opinion of your identity. And that's problematic. Ooh. And maybe not even God's opinion, but your own opinion. And maybe you're, that's where your motives are revealed. Like maybe you were trying to leverage Christian performance for, we were joking about Christian celebrity earlier, but maybe that's honestly what it is. I can say confidently about myself, that's often been the case where it's like, if I serve God well enough, enough days in a row of reading my Bible and praying, he'll make me a famous Christian speaker. Which will result in suicide or yeah no, or, or hating yeah. yourself yeah and the reality is that wherever you're out or on the spectrum church. of course it tends to happen a lot um but wherever you're out on the spectrum of tangible palpable success is not directly attached to where are you at with your own identity your own satisfaction you have today i'm 29 years old i'm confident that uh in the rest of my lifetime i'll probably accomplish more as time goes on than I have so far. But today at 29, I have as much access to contentment, joy, and peace as I will when I'm 60 and 75. And until a person realizes that, the church is gonna be uh, a nuanced challenge for them because you can get into this like ladder climbing approach of like, I need to get in with a certain group of people, I need to have a big church, or I need to be known at my big church. And that's problematic because the the other thing we landed on was that um, do not ask success to teach you what only failure can teach you. Yeah, no, that was the thing right. where, and don't lose your spot no, not on that all. second Corinthians scripture. Yeah. Because I want to circle back to that commissioned and identified. For sure. But one thing that I was writing down mm. whenever I went to our department um, on Monday, we had a department meeting. This yeah. is again in September, 2022. Sure. We're in the middle of this writing down the 10 things you're grateful for, yeah. writing down an affirmation sentence and then writing down your goals. And it's yeah. less about accomplishing those goals. It's more about who you become along the way. Totally. Um, because you tend to shift and alter. Yeah. Uh, your daily routine yeah. according to what your goals are in life. And as you do that, 
you fast forward over time, shifting your daily routine, you will change and evolve. Absolutely. Right. That that's where most changing happens. It's what are you doing daily routine wise to anyways. Yeah. So as I was talking to that, I, I wrote, I told them, I was like, I wrote down that I'm grateful for failure. Mm-hmm. Wow. Because people know, I mean, that's tough to, that's yeah. t- well, it's tough for me. We did the strength finders test. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it. You can, another thing that I really yeah. plug Google a lot. I love it. Google. Yeah. Well, they are a sponsor. Us. They've been. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Google is a sponsor <laughs> as we great? speak in faith. Yeah. Um, That'd be awesome. Yeah. Uh, no, but strength finders is a test and it's basically their whole thing is live from your strengths. Yeah. When everyone is extremely good at where they fall short. Everyone yeah. knows. Sure. Everyone knows when they've missed it. Yeah. In this world, in this world, uh, that and maybe you listening and watching, like you have self awareness. You're like, I know where I stink. Yeah. Like I know where I'm not good. Right. I know where I've missed it. I know. Yeah. But this is helping you work from your strengths. Well, one of my strengths is achiever. Mm-hmm. But what's it? What's an issue is if I've attached my identity to it. Right. Then I won't. That when I lose. Right. I lose. Yeah. When in reality, you don't have to lose in your losses. Right, right, exactly. Right? Exactly. So if anyone is familiar with sports, yes, you know, what do you learn when you lose? You learn, you go, okay, next time we can do this and this and this. Right. Or you say, if your yeah. identity is still attached to your performance, yeah. or you say, man, we suck. Hmm. When in reality, it's like, no, 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 hold yeah. on. Learn from your losses. Right. Failure teaches you things that success will never be able to teach you. So we go back to that quote that Arvin said about three minutes ago. Yeah. Is it don't ask success to teach or build in you. Right. Something that only failure can. That's right. And I think it's the mercy of God that he will intentionally organize situations knowing that by my own definition, I will fail. But his definition there will be success. Yes. Yeah. And God doesn't cause bad things to happen. To no, you. that's not that's what that's not. That, that's I mean, not theologically not what all, we're saying. Not at all. What we're saying is, is that his ways are higher than yours. Yeah. And he's not accountable for my expectations. Yes. So and if, he's not accountable to even, even yeah. though we can take our feelings and emotions to him. Sure. His God's goal is not for you to feel comfortable. Mm. So he doesn't wake up and be like, well, I mean, I, I know there's scriptures. Mm. about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what I'm saying is, is that, God is not like, hey, I want them to make sure that, yeah, like, yes, there will be weapons formed against you, but they won't prosper. That's right. Yes, you will be in the storm, but I will calm it. That's right. Yes, yeah. their troubles will come your way, but yeah. count it all joy. Right. Yes, there will be testing of your patience, but it's producing perseverance. Right. Yes, there. There's so many scriptures in Absolutely. the Bible that back up. Yeah. That. God uses failure. Absolutely. And so if anyone who's listening or watching, if you've experienced failure or you have put yourself next to a goal that has not yet been met and you're feeling disheartened, you're feeling like maybe it's not going to happen. What is God building in you right Mm, now that will be able to hold Mm -hmm. what God is going to bless you with? Totally. And that's what we talked about, the weight of talent. Yeah. Because sometimes God can't give you something that will crush you. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he says, my yoke is easy, my burden is light, um, but his gifts might not be. 
Ooh, and the, that's the greater the gift, the more initially on a practical level, let's say a person in the United States today experience, oh, I'm really good at singing. I'm really good at this. So then you want to develop it. You want to be known for it. You want people to identify you with that gift. And then you work, work, work real hard at it. And you don't necessarily end up where you wanted to end up. Um, that sense of, well, who am I if I'm not this? Yes. Can crush a person. No, it and really the can. The more gifted you are initially, the more crushing will happen versus the idea that, God, you've given this to me. I'm not going to hold tightly to it like the servant who buried the talent. I'm going to invest it. And the the whole story in Matthew 25, one of the n- things that has to happen in order for those two other guys. Th- those this other is servants, the parable of the talents that yeah, the master gives three servants, one talent, two talents. Mm. It's a portion of money and five. The guys with two and five, they invest it and then it returns and it doubles. And the guy who ends up with four, he's rewarded with the same amount as the guy who ends up with 10. The master mm. says identical things to both of them. So they had to be willing to let go of it and invest it and be potentially lose it because they trusted the character of the master. When you invest something, you're not physically with it. Yeah. It's not liquid anymore. You have to let it go. Mm. You have to, you have to give it up. And so if you're investing God given gifts and talents and saying, you know what, let's see where God takes this. It's, it's not only God give me this, but once God gives it to you, uh, whether it's a gift to sing or preach or whatever, then you go, okay, now what do you want me to do with this? I Open remember a, a story from James Robinson in Texas where he's, James Robinson, he's for those of you guys who don't speaker. know. Yeah, you can yeah. Google him as well. Shout yeah. out to Google, our sponsor. Um, <laughs> but he said something years ago and I was in high school, but I snuck out of high school to go to ORU Chapel to hear this because I loved it. And he said something fascinating about how his grandkids, when he goes over to hang out with them, they all have all this different stuff they want to do. And then he had one grandson who jumped on his lap and said, Grandpa, what do you want to do? And he was distinguishing between that heart for God to go to God and say, well, well, what do you want me to do with this? You gave me this gift to communicate. What do you want me? What's your in your best interest? And I think when you you don't end up with that heart by accident, you probably mm. usually in my case, at least you fail at trying to take God given gifts your own direction. And then as you fail, you go, oh, what did I do wrong here? This doesn't mean that God doesn't exist. It means that I had some expectations and definitions of success and failure that were wrong. So God changed me here. And then he does. And then you go further and you realize, oh, so the whole point is to ask him what to do with this and then to trust his character with it all. And I think that takes a person exponentially further than the person who's very good at talking to important Christian people and finagling their way in and out of green rooms. And I just think that's an exhausting life. And if that's what God intended, then he's a bad designer, but yeah, I, I have faith. God is a good designer. Yeah. I have faith that if you look at human uh, life and if you look at creation around you, he's a brilliant designer. And so I think the internal structure of how wisdom insight and understanding work, it's probably just as, if not more beautiful than how nature works. Mm. Man, that is so good. Yeah. And one thing that we talked about this morning, like before this podcast was, all right, we have a word of the day for you. And you may have heard of this word, but you may not have heard of yeah. this word. And it is solipsism. What is solipsism? So, all right. So hold on. Yeah, First, ahead. spell it for all of our listeners. S-O-L-I-P-S-I-S-M. 
Solipsism. solipsism. What is solipsism? My understanding of the word, I don't have a dictionary definition, but the uh, my understanding of it now, and you can check this, uh, dictionary.com, <laughs> our other sponsor. <laughs> our other sponsor. You can check this out. It's this, basically the idea that what I have experienced and perceived in my own life is pure reality. It's what everyone's experienced. Okay, okay. It's so this, you project... It's looking at life like this, where you're just... It's all your tiny little worldview. Yeah, so you project... Y- the way you you think right onto humanity human onto humanity history, human other history, people other people other races and then you're yeah. blown away when other people are yeah. not that way yeah it's a paradigm shift when you realize like oh yeah it's not the same for everybody and uh we were talking about how there's so many forms of media and initially it started with talking about older christian media that uh, were solipsistic. They were very like, this is just how it is. Small box thinking. Like if it, if it's a Christian movie, make sure that there is a camera shot of a Bible on a on a lampstand. Yeah, and a guy we crying don't get the, on his if, knees. And a guy crying on his <laughs> knees. If we don't get the shot of the Bible, yeah, how will people know it's a Christian That's film? Right. Yeah, stuff like that. Those little that solipsism. Yeah. yeah. Um. And and then there's other films to where it's like yeah. we kind of we kind of talked about, you know, and. Again, we love all people, of course. but there are other films that aren't Christian films that do it. Yeah, it's become the thing. Virtue signaling is the term where uh, Disney's been known for doing this, where it's like we're going to attach ourselves to this cause that we observe this trend and we're going to try to make money off of it. And, and whenever you see like, again, I'm someone and don't stone me, but I like Disney. Okay. Of course. And don't yeah. throw me down the stairs and kick me and tell me <laughs> that I'm a that I'm a bad person. But I do like Disney. Whenever they post they're releasing a new yeah. remake, if you just look at the comments, That's true. you bring your popcorn. Yeah. Because you're like, I'm here for the comments. Right. People tear it up. And it's like people are aware. They go, Oh, Disney's gonna say this, and they're gonna make this person be with this person, and they're mm-hmm. gonna make this person that. People say this is what the movie's gonna be about right and they say it jokingly and then it happens yeah and they're like because disney is trying to push this propaganda yeah. thing. now yeah. instead they, they go what if you guys just made a good story totally right you know what i mean right 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 um because then the remakes there's like sly things that mm-hmm. they put in now i am an adult sure. so i can watch a movie mm-hmm. and be like oh I see what they did there. Sure. I understand you're pushing a propaganda. Yeah. This is solipsism, but I know how to be entertained yeah. and separate it and not take this to the bank and right. be like, this is now what I believe. Right. Like I'm, I'm a grown enough yeah. to see a Disney movie sure. and not now kids. That's totally different. Sure. Right. Yeah. So anyways, we say all that, what we're saying all that to say of like, God is doing a new thing in you. God wants to do a new thing um, and, and art or whatever, if you're listening to this mm-hmm. and you are in the creating mode, whether it's content or you're teaching mm-hmm. and you create curriculum or you're a pastor and you create sermons or you're a graphic designer or you are a cook or you're a stay at home mom or dad, every single person is creating. Yeah. And I want to let you know is that God has a new expression specifically designed for you because you are a unique individual. Your uniqueness has a niche that no one else is able to do. Yeah. So I want to commend you for that. But I also want you to say, if there is something that you feel personal conviction on, but you're like, oh, but 
This yeah. is what everyone else is doing or saying. Yeah. Uh, just know that that's not how God works. Yeah. Um, and then on the on the opposite side of that is that um, I'm trying to figure out where I'm going with that. You go right ahead. I mean, with the thing that landed us on solipsism was uh, you only need that if what you're saying is not universally true. Mm. And if what we're talking about in scripture, what we believe about the nature and character and goodness of God, if that really is universally true, then you don't, God doesn't need you to limit your experience to uh, uh, solipsistic thinking. You don't have to operate that way. And if you do, then you're doing yourself and others a disservice. Right. So it's worth it to be open-minded, to investigate, to pay attention to things. I'm not saying to be uh, new age and weird and out there. That's not at all what I'm looking at. But I mean that uh, there's such a larger perspective. If anything, the Holy Spirit is the one who goes against our solipsistic thinking. Yes. And is like, well, let's let's pr- look at it this way. Here's a paradigm shift. Here's another way to approach the situation. That's essentially what wisdom is. It's anti-solipsism. I'm not it's trying to true. just use big words, but that word encapsulates encapsulates a lot of the the problem that we experience when it so could, I want yeah. I want all of our viewers and and listeners to ask ask yourself this question am I done growing hmm. am I done growing am I done growing right so if you said no I'm not done growing yeah I want to let you know there will be failures right there will be goals that you set that you don't accomplish. Right. And it doesn't mean that you don't set them again. Yeah. There's going to be things to where you go, oh, that is so cringe. I look a year back at some of the things that I've done sure. and I hate it. And so I don't want to associate myself with it. Everything. God turns everything for your good. Yeah. If you allow it. Yeah, I love that. And so that is my encouragement to you. And I also want to let you know when it comes to your identity and going back to your calling mm-hmm. that he commissions you yeah. and then he identifies you those two different things right. so anyone who has said oh well i'm a missionary and during covid we couldn't go to india um, mm-hmm. for missions and so i feel purposeless mm-hmm. and they were in depression right. and i was like do you understand that you are not yeah. like you do mission work sure. you are not a missionary yeah you are sarah right you are, I'm just using names. Sure. You Greg. are this person. Yeah. You are Greg. Like you do mission work. Yeah. So when someone goes, are you a photographer? Um, yeah, I, I, I really enjoy photography and I do photography. Mm-hmm. Um, but sure. my name is John. Yeah. Are you a coach? I do coach. Yeah. And I know this sounds like I'm trying to be really deep and annoying when people ask you a question because People just want to identify you as a title and put you in a box. But I'm letting you know, if you assume that, then it like for me, I'm with Arvin. I write scripts Mm -hmm. and music. Right. And then I go out and I teach the power clean. Yeah. Which is so weird. (laughs) You know what I mean? Sure. It's range. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if I thought, well, I'm a coach, so I don't want to I don't want to write musicals. Sure, sure, sure. Or. Um, well, we write, we've written music, we've written eight musicals. W- w- I mean, can we write a script without music? Mm-hmm. Can we write a script yeah. where there's zero singing? Yeah. Well, of course we can. We can do whatever we want. Of course. So I'm not going to get pigeonholed yeah. and in a, put in a box as a creative person. Yeah. I'm, 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 what I'm trying to tell you is you love starting businesses 
and you may do entrepreneurial things, but you have a name and an identity that is separate from that. Right. Because God has given you identity yeah. and he's given you a calling. Yeah. And what I just want to encourage you with is don't sit under your calling, sit next to it. Mm-hmm. You go, this is in the seat next to me. Mm-hmm. It is something that I love to do, right. but I am more than what I do. Yeah. And so anyways, that was the whole thing about behind it's the great. scenes of our best days. Yeah. And, um, <clears throat> and then you stop taking yourself so seriously and you can laugh. Yes, absolutely. Because when you take yourself too seriously, then it, it becomes really silly and no one else takes you seriously. <laughs> they just don't tell you. Right. Um, <laughs> but if so you, you got to be honest with yourself. Like yeah. some people roll their eyes sure. at some of the things. If I was to be like, well, this is who I am. <laughs> I am a Darty. Yeah. And wow. I sit on the front row at wow. Victory yeah. and I am a preacher. <laughs> and so I preach sermons. <laughs> In reality, whether I am, whether we're serving food at the Dream Center, sure. I'm not trying to make myself to be out. Uh, whether I am yelling at my kid in a right. flag football game, there you go. And I am what I feel like I am a piece of trash human being, and I'm yelling at my kid in front of all these other parents. Or um, we do a production, and lots of people sure. are at the altar call. Right. Neither of those things are me. That's so good, man. Wow. Does that make sense? That's a big deal. Your worst moment in your life. Yeah. I'm talking about the worst sin, the worst failure, the yeah. worst you've ever felt, and the best you've ever felt are not who you are. That's so good. And so as we close out today, yeah. I want to pray with you. Yeah. And we're just going to pray. And if yeah. you hear my voice, um, we're going to pray. Yeah. God, we just thank you for every identity of uh, for every identity that is listening or tuning in to this podcast. Lord, you see behind their scenes. Yeah. And you have commissioned them and in your timing, not in theirs, mm-hmm. in your timing, yeah. things are going to work together for their good and you will meet the desires of their heart as their heart lines up with your will. That's good. And secondly, God, I thank you that you revealed to them how loved they are by you, not by what they do, right? not by what they've accomplished, not by the bad things they've done or the great things, but by literally being them and doing nothing, how loved they are by you and who they are um, identified as a son and a daughter of God. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Wow. Thank you guys for listening and watching. We'll see you next time we'll on see Behind you the next Scenes time. of Our Best Days. Bye-bye.